1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Attention starts to turn towards the weekend With the final set of Glasgow bragging rights up for grabs Jim Goodwin's warning Aberdeen It will take an outrageous offer to prize Jamie McGrath away from St Mirren And the Pyramid playoffs will go ahead with Brora and Kelty Out to win a place in the SPFL I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson yeah and all the leagues have crowned their champions And it's over to League 1 tonight And Partick Thistle who can crown themselves champions With a win against Falkirk Can uh, automatically be promoted to the championship You rightly said Gordon The, the pyramid playoffs have been <laughs> correctly called That will go ahead And another Rangers v Celtic game To look forward to The build up starts now yeah, I think Thursday night's kind of the weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I would say that's yeah. when the weekend starts. When you two walk in this building, Start I'd say weekend, that, that's when the weekend time. starts. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're looking forward party to it? <laughs> What's coming up? I, I'm looking forward even tonight, tonight Gordon, because uh, one of my old clubs, Partick Thistle. Uh, <laughs> you're not trying to take credit for this in any way, are you? Not at all. No, I was terrible when I was there, I've got to say. Oh, that's just, the first time I've ever heard you uh, saying you're the, terrible the, at anything. The, the club just didn't fit my sort of a style. Um, but uh, listen, they're a big club. I'm delighted if they come back up A few weeks ago You're looking thinking They're under a bit of pressure Some terrific results It's in their own hands tonight We're looking forward to that And obviously They build up to the big game on Sunday Everybody thinks Well it's just a Sunday It's just Rangers and Celtic No it's not It's all for them It's all about the bragging rights Rangers want to keep that winning mentality going Celtic want to break that So Excitement 01419511025 That is the number you need To get in touch with the guys tonight So don't hang about Pick up the phone nice and early And let us know what is on your mind If you would rather Get in touch via Twitter You can do that as well At Clyde SSB So we're going to be Right across that Partick Thistle game They can win the league tonight uh, Got some interesting stuff Coming out of St Mirren Those pyramid playoffs Obviously going ahead as well Like we told you During the headlines But let's Thursday night I think we can start Previewing the weekend's action Celtic fans Rangers fans How are you feeling About the weekend Are you confident What does this mean You're always telling us There's no such thing As a meaningless meeting Between the sides So what does this one mean What's at stake How confident Or otherwise are you And of course I'm sure lots of you Will have suggestions And thoughts as to Who should play the game And who shouldn't So pick up that phone Nice and early And let us know What is on your mind 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, A bit different Mark Wilson Because the f- your family and friends Can't be bugging you for a ticket this season um, With no fans being in the stadium But as a player in these fixtures A Sunday game is Thursday The, the sort of start of Or is it, is it no, going no, a lot longer? No, before, months before, before, before then before. Months and months before When the fixture list comes out The phone calls come in and when it's coming round to this time of year Everybody wants to be there Because the weather's nicer And they want to be out there You know, Ibrox or Celtic Park Were you one who, these games. who sort of deliberately didn't think about About the game as it was coming up Or did you get caught up in the build-up of it? How would you, you say you went about it? No, I always got caught up in the build-up If I'm honest um, I was one for reading the newspapers I know a lot of players always come out and say They don't read the newspapers And the newspapers... Had the the stories running, you know, up to ten days before this fixture. Um, so I loved the build up. I loved um, the preparation for it on the training ground. But I just loved the nerves and the week leading up to it. Thursday is obviously where it gets really serious. Where 
The actual specific work comes into it in the training ground. Um, you start dishing out your tickets when fans were allowed in, and you start getting the butterfly. So I always enjoyed this period, and then of course you go away in the Saturday night, and that's you cut off from the rest of the world almost until you step out in the pitch. Andy Halliday was in last night He said he had played in ones where the league was already done So, you know, on paper it was a dead rubber But it didn't feel like it I think you've said something yeah, similar yeah, in yeah. the past yeah, I've, Do you I've, remember I've, them, yeah? Listen, I, I, I don't think there's ever dead rubbers when it comes to these games And I know people say, ah, it's a load of nonsense, it's cliche Isn't it? Because, look, if, if you're a Celtic player going to Ibrox on Sunday you have to look back 20, 21 years, 20 years around about then, 1999, 2000 season, where Celtic went a full season without beating Rangers. So you've got that playing in your mind. Um, you've just got the rivalry. You know, guys who have grown up here, who have played for the club for a number of years, know what it means to, to the supporters um, to even win one of these games. And... You know, there's so much riding this for Celtic. Rangers, of course, want to go unbeaten. But for Celtic, it has to be, again, the steps, small steps that things may be improving. It's been such a disappointing season. Maybe just a little glimmer of hope for next season if they manage to beat Rangers on Sunday. Gordon, if this is as close to a meaningless meeting as we get, it just perhaps underlines how important they actually are because still you've got Rangers trying to preserve the unbeaten run, Celtic trying to stop it, Celtic trying to make sure they don't go that full season without a victory over their rivals. As Mark says, it's been a long time since that happened. You've got the cloud of the, the new manager. Who, who is he going to be? Is, is it going to be Eddie Howe? What is... John Kennedy do from here uh, Scott Brown's last game In the, the fixture mm-hmm. So if this is a meaningless one There's still a lot to, to get your teeth there's into There's a lot of excitement there Gordon And plus the fact There's a lot of pride If you pull on the jersey For Rangers and Celtic um, You're representing Massive, massive uh, You know Clubs and supporters So you've got to Take that into consideration um, So I think it'll be as exciting Yes, okay The crowd's not there I was at Celtic Park In the last one And it was it was dreadful I've got to say Without the crowd The game ended up Being a very good game But it was dreadful Without the, the atmosphere The atmosphere makes it No doubt about that Mark's played in them I've played in them You understand I would have hated to play With no fans there at all um, But I just think That it is exciting Because as you said Gordon There's a lot to play for Celtic want to they don't want to go into next season Thinking well Last season we couldn't beat Rangers Rangers will want to keep That winning streak Going against them I just think there's a lot there I mean tomorrow both managers, players will do their pre-match media You never know what sort of news will be going on So I think tonight's the night where we can really get stuck into the football side of it Who who should play the game? Who shouldn't play the game? What gives your team the best chance of winning? Are you confident? Let's actually preview the football match Because often uh, there's a lot of drama out there in Scottish football that that can distract us at times So let's take the chance 01419511025 Pick up that phone right now and give us all your pre-match thoughts please Michael is a Celtic fan first up What's on your mind tonight Michael? Good evening Gordon Good evening Mark And good evening Gordon How you doing boys? Good evening Michael Basically my point tonight is About John Kennedy I do not want for the life of me Him to be anywhere near The director of football Because who is he going to attract? I want guys to come to my Celtic football club who are going to give us success again. And I do not want Rangers to win another title because I've had one hell of a year and this is... um, I just don't want John Kennedy 
as director of football. I want Fergal Harkin. Obviously, yeah, I'm I not mean, so sure that, if Eddie Howe will come or no. That was obviously a name that, that had done the rounds previously, Michael. But what, what do you mean by why, why do you feel so strongly against John Kennedy in that role? And for anyone who's missed that today, yeah, there, there's been various newspaper reports suggesting. Uh, that John Kennedy could be in the frame for the sporting director job with, with Eddie Howe as the manager. W- when you say, who's he going to attract, Michael, you don't need some big celebrity director of football. Well, basically, I'm just thinking to myself, I mean, look what, look what Nicky Hammond's done to your club, right? He's ruined us, right? He's absolutely ruined Celtic, right? We've lost 10 in a row. And for me... It's just really, really hurt me, Gordon. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, listen, I, I don't doubt that, but I just sometimes wonder, Mark, if we get a bit, we get a bit hung up on the director of football role. We we think it's all about recruitment, when actually it's about far more than that. And even if it was, well, you, John Park had a very successful record at Celtic. Brendan Rodgers now swears swears by Lee Congerton. Yeah, teams aren't players aren't signing for those guys because they go, oh wow. I want to be attracted by Lee Congerton or John Park You know, that's yeah. not the way it works Exactly I mean, the director of football Sporting director Whatever you want to call them these days have to Has to have a grasp of the full club Isn't Doesn't just come down to recruitment Has to know the club inside out From the, the, the very youngest player All the way through to your superstar And the staff in between Now, if you're asking if John Kennedy Has the right credentials for that I would probably say he has because he's been at the club such a long time. He's forged some good relationships. He's he started off in the scouting department, worked his way up, up to reserve team coach, first team coach, first team manager. Um, so he's worked in all departments, and I would argue that he, he does have the credentials for that. And you're right, Gordon. I think to get players, it's more the manager who attracts the player. Um, you look at Steven Gerrard Some of the, the names uh, Guys he's got When Defoe Davis And things like that McGregor They came For Steven Gerrard um, I, I think if you get a manager Like Eddie Howe He may be able to attract names But there's no doubt about it I, I think John Kennedy Does have the contacts He does have the know-how To fulfil that role I mean you need to be a good operator Gordon That's what, You need to be good mm. at the job and, and the obvious example In this city at the moment Ross Wilson Rangers are delighted With what he does So he, he will be Overseeing things in an effective manner because he's good at the job, not because he's Ross Wilson. If that makes sense, yeah. you know. I think I feel like Michael's coming across as if John Kennedy's not a, a big enough name to be the sporting director. I, I hear that when it comes to the manager, but surely this is all about how efficient you would be at the role. And I don't know because I, I, I well, don't know what John Kennedy would be like. Yeah, um, but I, I, I think Mark's right. It's not about. John Kennedy attracting players It's about the manager It's about the size of the club It's about supporters People want to come and play for Celtic Rangers Because it's Celtic Rangers Not because of who the director of football is Gordon He's only the first phase of it He just gets them in there And then everything takes over from that point of view But I think John Kennedy I, I think he comes in for a lot of unfair criticism The one thing I do know Within the walls at Celtic Park Players, staff, people above Really have got, you know, high regards of John Kennedy And what he's done for Celtic How he's worked for Celtic And I think he deserves a bit of a break And I wouldn't be against John Kennedy being director of football Because Matt's right He's been in the game a long time He's been at Celtic a long time He'll probably have made a lot, a lot of contacts He's a very intelligent guy He's had every part, every role he play in Celtic So 
I think a few years ago I heard this Gordon well, Davies going to move upstairs that was and I think be my next Brend- point. Yeah, I think Brendan Rogers put a block on it because he wanted him still in the dugout with him. So it shows you and you listen to guys like Brendan Rogers. You know, they come out and they're fully praised for John Kennedy. So I'm going to go with the guys that have worked with them, know them. I'm going to go with the players that work with them every day. So I have no problem with John Kennedy being director. That was going to be my next point, which worries me more than anything, because it means that you and I might be on the yeah. a similar wavelength, which is it's my a Thursday, it's a Thursday. Somewhere that no one wants to be. Um, there, ha- there was talk of this, Mark. There, there were whispers that that was a, a, the kind of role that John Kennedy was getting earmarked for a couple of seasons ago. So again, that's not me saying this means it's it's the right call. I don't know how could I possibly, but just in case anyone thinks that this is now, oh no, we want to keep him and we don't want him to be the manager, but we'll, you know, let's just stick him there. There might be a bit more to it than that, based on the fact that this was a discussion that's happened in the past. Yeah. Um. So they obviously thought then that he had the credentials to move upstairs. Um. And it's no different now. He's he's probably more experienced. I would say now. Um, the one thing for me with this situation If he did have to go into that role Is if John Kennedy wants to do that It's a big change Going from on the pitch Dealing with players every day You know Being under pressure like he is Being in front of the cameras I'm sure John loves that And I just wonder If a new manager comes in And he isn't part of that coaching team Would John then want to go away And try and manage somewhere himself or would he feel comfortable just staying at Celtic and moving upstairs? What are you thinking ahead of Sunday's game, Michael? Um, I think Celtic will get beat. Um, and to be honest with you, the last game, I wasn't even excited about it because of the season that we've had. Um, and also, I like the I like the look of this Cameroon boy for young boys of Bern. He's got some scoring record. And apparently Celtic could get him on a free. It's certainly going to be interesting summer on the, the recruitment side of things, that's for sure. Thanks, Michael. 01419511025. Uh, let's bring in Alan. So, on the other side of things, Michael's a Celtic fan. He's not that bothered about the game at the weekend. Alan, as a Rangers fan, how do you feel about it? No, as I say, I was speaking to you already. Good evening, anyway, panel. Uh, well, Sunday's finished my season, in all honesty. I watched the I was working late on Sunday night. I recorded the game. I came in and watched it at quarter past ten. And I've never felt so low in a long time as watching that game on Sunday night. Uh, we should have had a treble this year. Uh, and it's so... See, the league games, uh, you've as well finished the season now as far as I'm concerned. But I'm usually right up for an old firm game from the week before. Now, come Sunday, that might change. But see, in a minute, I can't really be bothered with it at all. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, I'm sure I get the disappointment at full time on, on Sunday night, Alan, but what, what about the kind of the bigger picture of the, you know the league being the priority and, and that sort of thing? Well, without a doubt, that was the priority this year. Listen, I couldn't be more happy that we've won that title. Uh, I've got a lot of Celtic fans, and the last nine years has not been easy, I'll tell you. But uh, to win that title is, oh, but see, to be playing in that last game of the season in the Scottish Cup final, we should be there, you know, and it's so frustrating not seeing that League Cup as well. We had chances this year to make it a really special season, and it has put a bit of a downer on it, although we'll never take it away for winning mm-hmm. that title, obviously, but it has put a bit of a a downer on the season as such. Uh, I've got another point about Sunday. I'd like to see Scott Wright start the game instead of Hadji. Hadji, for me, is no for me at all. I want to see Scott Wright start that game. Gets right in one side, uh, Morelos in the middle, and Kent on the other side, and we can cause havoc. Scott Reid deserves a start I hate to tell you Alan I hate to tell you Gordon Deal is nodding furiously Mm. Along with you here Which is 
a bit worrying yeah. um, He's going to give himself whiplash I think <clears throat> Does that mean you, you're agreeing with the Scott Wright point? Yeah Definitely And I'll nod again um, I think Alan's right I'm not I'm not as um, You know Cruel on Hadji As uh, Scott Wright is As, as Alan oh. is Sorry uh, I think he's a very good player Very good talent But I just think this lad Looks like He was brought in for Next summer uh, Next year Gordon We'll have you next year But he's had some game time I've been really impressed with him Sometimes when you go to a club The size of Rangers Or Celtic It takes time to settle in He's hit the ground running for me. I think he brings so much that energy, the pace. He's now got a goal under his belt. His confidence is up. I would certainly start him at the weekend. I really would. You go through that process, Mark, of, you know, you come to a club, you, you and it's a successful team this season, so you're going to have to start on the bench. You're not going to walk straight into the starting eleven. All you can really do is make an impact every time you come on. And most of the Rangers fans, because they see him more than I do, who phone this show... Say that he's making an impact every time he comes on. Yeah. So, at what point does that translate into getting a start in a big game like this? Listen, I think it's this weekend as well. I've got to agree. Um, I, I think he's done very well uh, in bits and pieces. Um, my career at, at, when I went to Celtic is very, very similar to this. I went, I had to sit on the bench for a couple of weeks again through injury, but you're being judged right away. Now, that team was successful Won the league uh, I can't or like this Rangers team But there's no doubt about it The following season I felt a part of things You know after pre-season I felt um, You know Really integrated Into the first team squad And this is what's happening With Scott Wright And if he gets a start Against Celtic on Sunday I think that's just another thing Ticked off for him That he can put to bed There's no nerves about You know making his debut Against Celtic then At the start of next season Which will be a crucial game The opening it always is uh, and I think he's deserved it this week because I, I'm a bit with Alan that Hadji, I think, has been good at times this season. Um, but I think he flatters to deceive sometimes and there's so much more you can get out of him. Uh, and I think this game is one that Stephen Gerrard will be looking to start right. Alan, even Stephen Gerrard spoke about you know the performance level dipping after winning the league. The disappointment that you speak of on Sunday, might that spark some sort of reaction this weekend? Oh, well, I hope so, because I think they should be... That's why I'd be getting towed through them this week. Listen, they, they were unlucky on Sunday. Uh, the goal he made was, had a game of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, if I was Stevie, I'm sure he would have gone through them and say, right, let's, let's get these fans up again and out and prove ourselves that we are the champions. We're 20 points clear. Let's make it 23. Alan, it was great to speak to you Make sure you give us a call back sometime Hopefully we will do it again That was Alan in Eaglesham 01419511025 What are you thinking? What's on your mind? Let us know And we could be speaking to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Dieller are here It's 01419511025 to join in And if you want to tweet You can do that as well At Clyde SSB Some interesting thoughts Ahead of this weekend's action We're going to keep across The Partick Thistle game Remember they can win the league tonight So we'll go to Firhill In the not too distant future And speak to Andrew McLean Who's there But in the meantime Let's bring in Gary Who's a Celtic fan in Blantyre What's your point tonight Gary? Hi Gordon Hi brother Gordon And uh, Mark Hello. Hope you're well Thank you um, No I was just I was going to take uh, issue With the, the first caller uh, The fellow Celtic fan Mm-hmm. Um, when he said about uh, Guy Hammond who had um, quote ruined the club um, now clearly this season has been a total disaster for Celtic um, but I think there's more than Hammond who can kind of 
take any blame um, for what's happened. Um, I think the club to the top, right through the club, um, we've been kind of ignorant and uh, almost disregarding of the challenge that was uh, that was obviously going to come for Rangers this season or both seasons. Um, they were thrown all the eggs in one basket. Um, and I think we just took it for granted that the turn was going to be there because I've sang songs about it since since before Brendan Rodgers came to the club. Mm. So I would, say, I would say it's a bit unfair just to blame the one guy. I think it's a, it's, um, a result of a lot of ignorance and taking uh, an eye off the ball. Yeah, I think that, I think that is fair, Gary. Clearly, that you know, it's, it's going to be a, a collective disappointment. I, I wonder though, that's probably Michael and other Celtic fans' way of saying that the biggest problem has been recruitment. Is that is that something you'd go along with? Yes, I think we've wasted a lot of money. Um, I mean, I think I, I, in some ways, I think that was maybe um, in a way Lowell and Celtic trying to show off their financial clout. Um, I mean, who, who let's go? I keep a look, Craig Gordon. Um, and potentially could have went and get David Marshall but saying no we'll spend five million pounds on a keeper that is okay played for AK Athens so clearly he's, he's, he is a keeper of some sort but um, you, you don't you don't take a five million pound risk when you play for Celtic because that money is <laughs> it's a lot of money in, in our league so yeah and also a, a jetty might come good um, but uh, there's not a lot of money wasted in recruitment of some of the best but I think the, the, the sheer thing the analogy I've used is we had a we had a 90-metre start on a 100-metre race and the 95 metres we took our eye off the ball and we turned into kind of lap up the, the praise of what we've done. And we've never seen Rangers coming and they've, they've been past us. Um, it's like the, the, the hair and the, the tortoise almost. Um, so there's a lot more than recruitment. Obviously, that's a big thing, but there's a lot more. I think we were just too too happy to disregard the, the challenge. It was almost laughed off as if, come on, that's not the kind of challenges. And, and they did. Uh, and obviously they have So Yeah it's funny you mention it Because the, the tortoise and the hare's Gordon Dale's favourite story He was actually just mm. telling us About that during the break But the <laughs> What do you make of, of Gary's point He seems to sum it up In quite a Well uh, I, I, Listen you got manner. Yeah I, I agree with Gary In some respects In terms of you, I think everybody Could clearly see That Rangers were improving um, And You know the gap Was closing And Celtic Were uh, miles ahead at one stage In terms of everything about the club But it did seem to get a bit lax You know You know transfers uh, Targets were missed out on People were let go He rightly mentions Craig Gordon You can't tell me that They couldn't have offered him something That wouldn't bust the bank to keep him um, And even the transfers That were brought in Um like a lot of money was spent So I'm sure Peter Lawwell And the guys at the club Could say well Listen we We ploughed a lot of money Into this But well, it was that, always that, Seemed to be done last minute but that, Yeah well that's the bit I was going to say though right If you've still put the funds up Now you've clearly not been spent wisely As Gary mentions But if, if you've still Gone for that financial ambition Does that show that You've taken things for granted Or you've taken your eye off the ball Or is it just Just bad judgement Just you know Mistakes I being think, made Mark I think it's hard to Have a, a go at the board Peter Lawwell on the board have a look at the amount of money Celtic have spent. Your job as a board... But and, have a look at when they spent it. Right, yeah. I, look, I'm not going to disagree with that, Mark. But what I'm saying is your job as a board and Peter Lawwell is to have the funds available. And that filters down to your director of football, your manager... Well, I don't have one at the moment, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, Recru- yeah. Head of recruitment or N- whatever. N- Nicky Hammond, right? Uh, it filters down to Nicky Hammond, it filters down to Neil Lennon and the staff to make the decisions. Now... You're not telling me with the amount of money and, and Gary's went through a few there. A Yeti at five million, the goalkeeper at five million, 
um, there's other ones in there, Clamalas and people like that. You're not telling me that there's not been money available. So for me, the top half have made the funds available, but somewhere between the middle and the manager, it's went all wrong because they brought in the wrong players. But I think the timing is, is my that. point is let's take the goalie, for example, because the goalie's been one of the biggest failures on Celtic's behalf this season. When they knew that Fraser Foster was obviously going back to his parent club and Craig Gordon's contract was running down. Who makes the decision for that then? Craig Gordon. Who who would make the decision for that? But Celtic have to offer Craig Gordon right. something to keep him. Who who would make the decision? Are you not? Are you telling me Peter Lawwell was sitting there saying I'm not going to give Craig Gordon a, a contract? I think that comes from Nicky Hammond, Neil Lennon, and the staff to say no, we're not using that money for Craig Gordon. I don't think Neil, I don't think Peter Lawwell can take the, the blame of that. Well, Peter Lawwell controls everything chief at the executive, club. He's the chief executive. It's, it's, it's up to him to offer the player the contract. Neil Lennon doesn't say offer Craig Gordon ten grand a week. Neil Lennon will say Craig Gordon's a good goalkeeper He might not be my number one But he'll be my number two mm. Peter Lawwell will then go and offer him What he thinks Now it was obviously not good enough Anyway The timing of then bringing in another goalkeeper Is back to Gary's point That was a bit lax A bit like We'll get away with us You know we'll get away with bringing a goalie in Later on And we'll spend five million He must be good if he's five million It's too late mm. You look at Rangers recruitment And when they started planning For this season it was way back You know Defoe Davis McGregor coming in All geared towards this season And Celtic You know we're so now, Here's the best way to look at it See if mm. you two, one of you two Says something daft Which is quite often I'll still get the, I'll still get a bit of the blame Yeah I'm not saying that he's He shouldn't take any blame But what I'm saying is He has made money It's not like They've taken the eye off the ball They've got plenty of money They've not spent it he has made money available. He's not. They've not spent it wisely. And Mark's right. Rangers had all their homework done early. Celtic didn't. It's even mm. the same this year. They've not even got a manager in yet. Gary, I, I, away from football for a second, I feel like everybody can at least agree on one thing, that time is absolutely flying by at the moment. I don't know if it's what everybody's been going through and life's been a bit different. This season has been over in the blink of an eye. That makes me think that Celtic's Champions League qualifiers will be here in the blink of an eye, Gary. How do you see that that overhaul happening between now and then? Well, according to some pundits and some media, Celtic have got a full new team to find. Um, so, they are going to finger it. Um, uh, and start uh, if it was me personally, I think you've got to build, pick a player you're going to build your team around about. Um, and I think Turnbull. Uh, pick your team and play your, build your team around about Turnbull. Because um, obviously we're going to have players there Good players They don't become bad players overnight These guys Some of them Most of them want a quadruple treble um, So Yeah but that, yeah. Is, that, is that not the point though Gary See the guys that you're saying You know some pundits say We need a whole team I'm not sure that's necessarily Even a criticism You talk about guys Who won quadruple treble Realistically On the first day of next season How many players in that Celtic team Will have won a quadruple treble <laughs> Let's go through them um, um, <laughs> You've caught me in the hop uh, there'll, there'll be a lot leaving There'll be a lot leaving now. You'll maybe yeah. have Callum McGregor He'll be there um, Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Are counting with their fingers here <laughs> yeah. Gary. It's like How, how many one. fingers have you got left? Um, and by the way I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be smart I'm you know, serious no, because, a Good question yeah. Because that's I reckon three at the most Gordon. It, 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 was, it, was a, it was a great success And we've seen how hard it is To win, win cups the, the point is I wonder 
How relevant If at all It is to next season How many Quadruple treble winners Start in the first game Three maximum And they are uh, I would say McGregor, McGregor. I would say t- um, Hold on Forrest Yep And Maybe Maybe Chrissy Maybe That's my push Two and a half I'll go two and a half Not higher No I think he'll be off I think You don't he, think Christy will be Given the fact That his Christy contract situation Christy will be away He's up in January well, He's my half He's the up, half in January okay. Two, yeah. and a half, two and a half Can you I'll give you that No no, probably three I would say Iron may still be there But really? it's for how long um, But McGregor and Forrest That's it it's a, The people say Oh doesn't he need That big a rebuild And it's not that big But it's still got a good team mm. Nonsense now, I mean the amount of players Alone going back and alone That we keep mentioning Plus Edward Plus Iyer Plus Christie All these You know Are, are potentially Going out the door So it's a big big job For any new manager Coming in I think like I say I think it's because you do a bit of that defensive thing when it when it comes to your team. When when you hear people say that, and I can sense the tone in Gary's voice, when you hear people say Celtic need a massive rebuild, that can be misconstrued as people saying Celtic are rubbish and therefore they need a new. Forget any of that. It's a simple. It's arithmetic. Just you know, get just, the players on the pitch. Just numbers. And and the worrying thing was, I think guard. I think Celtic fans would love to think that they had this. Uh, Magnificent youth team That can come through Have occupied the bench And it's now their time to play They don't You know guys like Dembele We rarely see You know And and, and other guys we hear Are going abroad Rather than sign contracts With Celtic So They've not even got back up In the youth department So It's from Top to bottom The club needs rebuilt uh, Thank you Gary It was good to speak to you Gary and Blantyre What about Martin In Coat Bridge What have you got for us Martin? Hi Gordon How you keep right, mate? Not bad at all uh, Talk to us yeah, good mate. Yeah, I was just saying uh, the producer there, uh, but that that caller was saying there about everything that's went wrong. I think what's happened, mate. I, I think it's been a, a it's been panic buys. You know what I mean? Like say we had Jetty, uh, Barkas, and guys like that. I think we started the season. I think there was a lot of things going on uh, behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Behind closed doors. I think Big Fraser Foster's been like that. Listen. I'm the one in the day with this, but they'd already told Craig Gordon they could leave. Um, and then they went back to Craig Gordon and says, Oh, listen, listen I'm going to be on Kedori now if you want to come back in. He says, No, I've made my mind up, I'm going to hurt, so you know what I mean? Um, I, just, I, 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 I just feel it's been panic, boys. I mean, we should have got Ivan Tony, you know what I mean? That guy's probably worth £30 million now. And we went for a jetty who I call the new Swifty. Remember Swifty, we go for Dundee United. Mark Wilson tried for about five years on this show, Martin, to tell us that he was going to turn out. Mark Wilson had him play a year. Had him in the back of his strip. Apparently, he's come back next year. But what do you take of Martin's general point there before we rudely interrupted is about, you know, maybe not getting your first choice and having to go for the next or the next one and then those guys not working out? Is that fair? I think so. I mean,. You look at Barkas when Barkas signed, I mean, 30th of July, uh, you know, so you've missed pre-season. Ayeti was even even later than that. Um, you can't say that if they were the first choices that it would take that long to get that done. A, a club the size of Celtic, the staff they've got, um, you know, to go over the summer and negotiate fees for these guys or negotiate contracts to get them in in day one pre-season. So it makes you think that Probably first choices Weren't available Or they weren't Able to get it done That's why you're left With th- the signings you got I think uh, Yeah I think Celtic 
criticise the signings last year for the blame for what's happened this year, Gordon. But if you look at the nucleus of that side, right, three quarters of that side, they're still a very strong, terrific, talented side that have underperformed and Rangers have just been terrific. Had a sidetracked almost by talking about recruitment. It was good. I enjoyed it. We just ended up going down memory lane a little bit. Martin, bring us back to this weekend. How do you feel about the game? What are your thoughts ahead of it? And how much does it matter to you to either end Rangers' unbeaten league run or make sure that you don't end the season winless against them? Well, uh, Gordon, for definitely, I mean, it's massive to me, you know what I mean, as a Celtic fan, that we go out there, all guns blazing, you know what I mean, and try and beat Rangers, because we've not beat them this season, and we've got to try and end. I mean, they've been undefeated all season, they've done great. Uh, I think we've, honestly, we really need to put all the stops out of winning this game. It's not a meaningless game to me, I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, every, every old firm game, you know what I mean, um, it means something, and I mean, it's not going to make any difference to next season. I, I was on, I was on the cut. I was the last, no, I don't even know. It was the last before the last Old Firm game? I said Rangers would win the Scottish Cup tie. Uh, but I also think that we will come back next year, guys. You know what I mean? Okay, good to speak to you. Thank you, Martin. In Coatbridge, this is a great time to get your call in. If you want to join the likes of Martin, it's 01419511025. You can tweet at Clyde SSB. We'll get travel with Stephen and you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here. They call it the business end of the season for very good reason because it's when the trophies are handed out and Andrew McLean's going to explain to us exactly what is at stake between Partick Thistle and Falkirk tonight, Andrew. Yeah, here at Farhill, and you touched on earlier on in the show, Gordon, just how quickly it seems this season has gone. It doesn't seem all that long ago on the show when it was dominated by the league ending early last season due to the pandemic and the mess that followed. Partick Thistle and many others outside the club as well felt that they were a real victim of everything that went on, relegated to League One despite having that game in hand that could have seen them safe. But tonight could be the night they reclaim their championship status. But to do that, they need to get all three points. And their title chances didn't actually look that great earlier on in the campaign, but they've been on fire since the lower leagues came back from that suspension earlier this year. And with a big helping hand from Livingston, Loney, Scott Tiffany, amongst others, they're now in pole position for this title. Although their opponents tonight, Falkirk, are one of two teams who could still catch them. And the advantage that Falkirk have is that after tonight's game, they've still got two more games, whereas Partick Thistle just have one. So it's also in Falkirk's hands as well, because if Falkirk win tonight and win their other two games, then they'll win the title. So there is so much at stake for this game tonight. But three points for Partick Thistle, as I said, would get them the title wrapped up tonight. As for team news, I'll run through that quickly for you. For Partick Thistle, Jamie Sneddon starts in goal. It's a back four of Ryan Williamson, Darren Brownlee, Stephen Bell and Richard Foster. The midfield four, Scott Tiffany, Ross Doherty, Stuart Bannigan and James Penrice with Zach Rudden and Brian Graham up top. And for Falkirk, it's Robbie Much in goal for them. A back four of Scott Mercer, Lewis Nielsen, Kyle McClelland and Sean Kelly. The midfield four, Callum Morrison, Blair Alston, Gary Miller and Robbie Leach with Kai Fotheringham just in behind Connor Salmon. Not long to go until kick-off. Seven o'clock here at Farhill. Looking ahead to that one. Looking forward to that one, I should say. So much at stake. Partick Thistle can win the league. Falkirk can stop them for a bit. Falkirk have still got their own ambitions of winning this thing. It's And we talk about brilliant. crowds, Gordon. See if, see if that was the crowds were allowed oh. in. That would be mobbed tonight. Absolutely jam-packed. Um, so... 
It's a beer garden in the West End before oh, the game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. absolutely. It'd be terrific. Good night for it. Good night for football. Uh, they've got one of the. They've got a terrific pitch. They've got a fantastic stadium announcer as well. A uh, boy we know very well in Just here. a Callum Smith. Yeah, he's <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I wish I could say things on air, but I can't. I would have a real dig at him. Have a look at him. <laughs> oh, he was dressed as a bus driver last week. I know he's now getting a party three quarter in his jumper and, and tie. Why don't so, well, you still been, tell all the party fans he's actually done the United supporter? Have you been, have you been out and about enjoying a, a newfound freedom restrictions lifted? His life felt in a lot of golf, Gordon. Well, you could do that before, you could do that last bit week. Of, bit of gym, gym work. Right, that's uh, definitely. Okay. Oh, by the way, hold on. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad he brought that up. Me and Wilson have got a confession to make. What is it? We've been talking about you behind your back this oh, week. I'm not surprised. So, that. Monday morning, everybody, you know, each to their own, different priorities. Lots of people out, beer gardens, whatever. Here's my first pint. You. <laughs> Put a picture on your Instagram of yeah. you in the gym, and you were like, you were leaning like the world's worst catalogue model on one of the, the the pieces of machinery. It's usually the vending machine no we can't get you away from. And uh, but Wilson and I discussed this, and so have you gone into the gym first thing Monday morning? First thing you did. And asked one of the members of staff Can you please take a picture of me That's what we're wondering Who took that picture And how did that come uh, about Oh well honestly right See after I achieved that My ambition of going back to the gym And I went in there And I'm no good at selfies right You know that <laughs> Good lord Oh no this is going to be painful Go, Who took it uh, Did you ask someone You no, ask someone to no, take a picture of you no, Just standing in the gym no. Like one, a plank of wood PTs Is that what they're called mm, Yeah PTs right I'm, go, I'm going modern PT he come up to me and says, Dazzler, love to see you back. You're looking fantastic. Can I get a photograph? I says, no problem. I says, but can you take one for my phone? Because I'd like to put it on my Instagram. So that's the story behind it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was almost sick when I seen it. it was terrible. Get over to this guy's Instagram. Okay, I've got a confession. I've got to admit, I did feel a bit of. Plonker one. Well, not that much, obviously. If no, you, if you did I, it. no, it was after because I thought... posted it, <laughs> looking for likes, <laughs> looking for love. Maybe did I get? That was bad. That was bad. I uh, used to. Yeah, you're looking well, though. You're looking well. Thank you very yeah. much, Mark. Anyway, right, enough about that. I want to talk football? Scott is a Rangers fan from Paisley. How are you feeling ahead of this weekend's game, Scott? Uh, very uh, constant, actually. Yeah. Think a reaction after the the disappointment of Sunday? Sorry. Do you think there will be a reaction after the dis- disappointment of Sunday? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say that the panel there. We're talking about next year's uh, Champions League for qualifiers for Celtic. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be any qualifiers for Celtic if Rangers haven't. Done what they've done over the last few years in Europe. Yeah, yeah, you 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 may well be right. It's a it's a collective effort. I, I don't think anyone could argue with that. What 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 what's your point, though, Scott? It's that Celtic haven't put much in the into the collective effort, as you say. Well, to be fair, I mean Rangers outperformed them last season, but from memory, I, I think Celtic are still ahead of Rangers in the coefficient table, not by much. And Rangers have been brilliant in the last couple of seasons. Wouldn't even. Dream of taking anything away But I think Celtic are still And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong But I think Celtic are still A touch ahead of Rangers In the coefficient table Yeah Yeah Of course they are But with the points that Rangers have Occurred over the last mm-hmm. three years In coefficient 
of course, of course, I shouldn't, wouldn't be where it is today. Do you, I, I, don't, I don't doubt that, but I, I, I'm trying to be polite. What, what, what's your point, though? What, what do you what do you want? What, what, what would you want us to say in response to that? Should Celtic be thanking Rangers for getting them into the Champions League? What What, what do you mean? The pundits and the media should be thanking Rangers for it. Well, I mean, I think Rangers have Rangers got a lot of credit mm. for their European performances this season, did they not? Yeah, I'm I'm sure Rangers are concentrating their own. Uh, journey in Europe Gordon without worrying With the favours that Scott thinks that they're doing Celtic um, No matter if it's Rangers or Celtic In Europe You're representing Scottish clubs It's as simple as that So Scott's point's not really one that I would take on board too much I, I'm not And again I, I hope I'm not coming across condescending I don't really n- know what the point Because yes Scott's just right You couldn't argue with that Of course Rangers What they did recently Boosted their coefficient table You know yeah. Result of course it did And well done to them Yeah, I, yeah I, do, I think Scott Wants Celtic to release a statement Saying thanks very much To Rangers <laughs> For getting you. us in Europe but, um, Listen I, I, I think Celtic Could probably argue the good that they've done in Europe in, in years gone by have, you know, affected other teams as well. But I don't think anyone deserves uh, a thank you note. Um, listen, Rangers deserve tremendous credit and have got it, uh, especially on this show, for their performances this year in Europe. And that should be enough. But, I mean, obviously, Scott's won a bit more. Imagine both in the Champions League group stages oh, next no. season. Maybe getting ahead of myself here, but that, how good would that be? Fantastic. You two, wouldn't, I was going to say you two wouldn't even need to think on a Thursday night. Not, I'm not sure you do much of that anyway. But you know, imagine it Wednesday night. You come in here on the Thursday, oh, two Champions League I'd games to early. look back Mark on. Mark would be early. We'd be excited. The phone calls would be ringing. Well, yeah, it's a long time since that. Scott's now gone. I was going to. I wanted to bring Scott back and find out more. <laughs> he's, he's gone. Raging that a statement isn't he on the way. Yeah, from he's probably a, probably a bad phone call. I'll just hang up then. <laughs> How good would that be, though? Honestly. Oh, amazing I mean surely You'd send mean dads To cover all the European games away. With, with Andrew away. Or Alison away <laughs> two, yeah. idi- two idiots abroad <laughs> Well one well, Daz Listen, be listen, listen. Before, we, before, before we go any further On to beat the pundit right This guy has got enough trouble Going about his daily business Within the ML1 postcode right He does yeah. not need to get The passport looked out <laughs> And represent this This show yeah. Further afield Phone me the other day. As excited as can be. Now you'd, you'd think he's, he makes this stuff up, but I don't. I don't know how he gets through his days. Tell Where him you what. You're, how old are you? I'm. I'm. I'm quite mature. Yep. Tell him what you did for the first time in your life the other day. <laughs> first time ever in his life. I went through. This could be anything. Uh, well, I'm proud. I'm proud because I look after myself. I went through a drive-through. He's never, never been through a drive-through in his life. No, Fifty-nine, no, by no, the way. No, I've whoa, been through whoa, whoa. as I, I, what a foot drive-through. Yeah, I've been through. I've been through as a passenger, but I've never been through as no, a, the main man, right. the driver. No, right. So that's all you need to know. He's never. He's been as a passenger, <laughs> never as a driver. So what do you think he did? <laughs> I don't know. This, uh, this no. is going to be drove enough, right but... past the speaker, just drove <laughs> to the front window. <laughs> Yeah, just, just waiting on his order that he hadn't, he hadn't placed. <laughs> do you know? Do you, uh, oh. and do you know what's the most embarrassing? Just quickly, I'm on the phone. We always meet for a coffee on our own. It was my turn. I went right. We'd, I'll go drive through. So I'm getting by the speaker. I don't know. I've got the window down. I'm on my my hands free, and I'm swearing like a trooper about a bacon roll. So when I get round to the window, <laughs> the lad looks out the window and he starts laughing. He says, "You need to go back round again and order." 
He says And by the way Just to let you know We're out of those And bacon roll <laughs> He'd listen to it What did so, you think The big speaker was When I you were driving I, well, by I thought you I just went to the window So I had to get way back round And two laps <laughs> Two laps of a drive through oh. You're an idiot Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Seriously, if you can't beat a guy who doesn't know how to work a drive through on Beat the Pundit, <laughs> I don't hold out much hope for you. But now is your chance, nevertheless. 0141-951-1025. You need to get your call in before 7 o'clock and your chance to beat the pundit will be up next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 To join in the conversation We have been looking ahead to Some of the big games this weekend Most notably the old firm here on Sunday Lots of thoughts about Celtic's overall position and, and what the game means to Rangers and so on uh, So keep the calls coming in If you want to elaborate on those topics We are more than happy to have you Here's something I thought a wee, a wee argument A wee debate We could get going in the second half of the show Right, We're about to hear a clip from Jim Goodwin Talking about offers potentially coming in For one of their star players That's in Mirren this season Jamie McGrath And it got me thinking Inevitably When award season comes around The guys lower down the division Will probably be overlooked So I wonder who you think has been the best player in the bottom six this season Now if you're a fan of a bottom six team You'll be maybe wanting to nominate one of your own players But you know, Celtic fans, Rangers fans Fans of top six teams I'm sure you've had someone who's caught your eye when you've come up against them Who's been the best player in the bottom six this season? Let's hear your thoughts on that But we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Mark and Gordon are ready And look at this, honestly You know, I get a li- just a little snippet of information About every caller or contestant mm. Uh, mm. It's come through Jim Rangers fan, Easterhouse And it says he has played beat the pundit once before About a year ago mm-hmm. And he got grannied off Gordon DL Imagine, oh. getting, imagine the shame <laughs> And then coming back on For a second that. attempt oh. Jim, you must be woeful at this, no offence uh, Terrible, I'm here for payback Gordon's getting it tonight you've been, oh. you've been studying for a year solid Solid, I'm trying to get through but It's just too busy but it's, it's very busy We'll start with an easy one tonight We'll ask your name, get you a garden running <laughs> I tell you what, Jim, he's very confident for, for a man who can't work a drive through. I must admit, he is very confident indeed uh, Let's see who you're up against I can't promise you revenge Because it might be Mark Wilson Heads, it's Mark Tails, it is Gordon He's got his wish It's Tails Gordon oh, DL Up against Champions Jim League. I'm going for a spot In Easterhouse fancy So Jim. Gordon I'll, I'll, fancy Jim. I'll give you Something else <laughs> to, do you love? to listen oh. to Are you ready? <laughs> That's fine I've made him disappear Which is good Give us some peace and quiet For two minutes Jim 30 seconds on the clock Get as many questions right As you can And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Let's go Let's go 30 seconds Starting now How many players Can Scotland now have In the squad For the Euros this summer? 26. Which Celtic manager signed Anthony Stokes and Tom Rogic? Mowbray. Which Italian city do Napoli play their football games in? Pass. Who's the Motherwell club captain? Pass. Which English Premier League side does John Fleck play for? Sheffield United. Who's the only confirmed relegated side in the entire SPFL at the moment? 
Pass Wraith Rovers, Dundee And which other side Are currently in the Championship Playoff spots <laughs> Just guess one Guess oh. a championship team Dundee Okay I said them already Dundee. So it can't oh, be really. them But don't worry Right let's bring Gordon Deal back Gordon can you hear us Yeah If I don't know I'm just got to pass <laughs> Thank Thank you. Right, Thanks Thanks for that insight You ready Yeah Let's go how many players can Scotland now have in the squad 26. for the Euros this summer? Which Celtic manager signed Anthony Stokes and Tom Rogic? Neil Lennon. Which Italian say city do Napoli play in? Uh, Who's Motherwell's club captain? Declan Gallagher. Which English Premier League side does John Fleck play for? Sheffield United. Rome. <laughs> Who are the only confirmed relegated side in the SPFL so far? SPFL so far? <laughs> Forfar. You're rubbish, right? Uh, Jim, how do you think that Rome. went? Better than the last time? No. No! I think I get one right, maybe. Ah, listen, you got zero last time, Jim, so anything is better than the last time. I was so delighted for Jim when he got the first one right. 26 players Scotland can have in their squad, but Gordon got it as well, one all. Which Celtic player manager signed Anthony Stokes and Tom Rogic? It was Neil Lennon. Gordon goes 2 1 in front. See you, Jim. (sighs) Which (laughs) Italian city do Napoli play their home games in? It is not Rome. Obviously Brome It was Brome What what were you going to say? I don't know You said And then you said Rome I don't know I I, I just get confused with anyone Well I I can see that It's (laughs) Naples Nah I've been in Naples Oh great pizzas in Naples I've been in Naples (laughs) I I, I think I've seen an Apple game Napoli Naples and not give it away even though I did okay Gordon right, but okay. I'm still in front that's yeah, the most important do you know what's even worse you stretched your lead because no. you got Declan Gallagher <laughs> as the Motherwell captain however Jim still knew that John Fleck played for Sheffield United so it's did Gordon though, so it's 4-2 who's the only confirmed relegated side in the SPFL Alawa Alawa Oh. None of you got it And uh, Jim had the chat He got one more question than Good. you Give him uh, Wraith Rovers Dundee And which other side Currently occupy the championship Playoff spots Unfortunately Jim said Dundee Which is one of the ones That I gave Inverness? Um, It's Dunfermline Oh Dunfermline so, forgot Jim, Doesn't matter Jim you're getting better You got zero a year ago You've got two tonight But you've still lost Give it another uh, Jim see you in 2022 that's it. My big pal, he's just still the worst manager he ever played under. <laughs> it's a great comeback for Jim. Jim, yeah, there's no need for that. Who's your big pal? Can I say, we? I don't like him in fact. Well, Jim Dick. Ah, oh, Jim Dick. Don't know him. <laughs> a good player, Jim. You scored, don't remember him, do you? I do remember Jim. Because you don't remember anyone. He scored in the Ayrshire Derby for me, um, obviously against Kilmarnock, and a big, big game. Great. Wish him all the best And he reminds me of his name Jim. 01419511025 Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Right if you have any thoughts On the topics from the first hour Of the game this weekend Then yep feel free Keep them coming in Of course there is the news today That the playoffs The pyramid playoffs Will go ahead If you have any thoughts on that I want to get your thoughts on On something that Jim Goodwin Said today um, Well Something Loosely related To what Jim Goodwin said Because he was talking about his player Jamie McGrath Who's clearly been one of St Mirren's main men And it got us debating Who's been the best player In the bottom six this season Because let's face it These guys are not going to get The same <laughs> spotlight Everybody has been talking about James Tavernier And Connor Goldson And David Turnbull Being Celtic's best player And eventually When the shortlists are drawn up 
I'm sure it'll be all, all guys at the top end of the table So who is the best player in the bottom six? Are you a St Mirren fan, Hamilton fan, Motherwell, Kilmarnock? Maybe you want to throw one of your own players into the mix But even better, see if you're a Celtic fan, a Rangers fan And you've come up against these teams and someone has caught your eye Let's hear from you as well Who do you think has been the best player in the bottom six this season? I'll give you a couple of minutes to have a have a wee think And you can get your thoughts in on the phones or on Twitter as well I know lots of you will, will probably tweet about that But I'd love to hear from you on the phones um, In the meantime, let's hear what I was talking about from Jim Goodwin Because he says it will take an outrageous offer from Aberdeen or anyone else For St Mirren to give up Jamie McGrath The midfielder is hot property after an impressive first season in Scotland mm. The Paisley boss revealing he's already fielded calls from rival bosses about the 24-year-old We're lucky that we've got Jamie tied up again for next season So I'm planning for next season with McGrath in our team But if um, you know if somebody comes in with an outrageous bid in the summer Then who knows what could happen But uh, you know Jamie's far too... Uh, a grounded uh, a person and and uh, you know a player to allow any kind of speculation affect him. You know that he needs to keep performing on the pitch and um, and and hopefully come the summer there'll be a whole host of clubs that'll be wanting to take uh, some of our best players. But hopefully we'll do enough here behind the scenes to encourage them to stay stay with us for at least another season. We've made Jamie a, a very good offer and a fair offer, and um, you know the, the kind of offer that where we're able to get to. Uh, but we're not daft enough to think that other clubs out there can uh, pay slightly more salary to our players. But uh, you know, it, it would need to be, like I say, it would need to be a, a a huge sum of money, really, because you know, a hundred grand or that kind of figure just isn't going to cut it because we wouldn't be able to replace Jamie McGrath with a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. Come on you St Mirren fans Motherwell Kilmarnock Hamilton Ackies Whoever else down that bottom six Don't tell us that Your players don't get the credit They deserve I'm giving you the chance Who is the best player In the bottom six this season And if it's someone That's came up against your team Let's hear all your suggestions I I wonder if it is Jamie McGrath this season Or if Mm. it's someone else Yeah I I think Jim Has got a good argument That he's got the pick of the bunch If you had to have an award ceremony For the, the bottom six players um, I think McGrath Yeah Would be right up there I know he scored a lot of penalties But he scored a lot of important goals Even though When you look at St Myrne's backline When you look at the goalie Jack Alnick And you look at Connor uh, McCarthy Joe Shaughnessy He's captain Been outstanding performers As well um, I would say He's Jamie McGrath Has been The standout And it's a brilliant piece of recruitment For Jim To, to pluck him through nowhere um, It would take More than 100 grand I think that's a bit insulting For a player Who's Scored as many goals I, I, I and created it, as I find many it chances. surprising Jim actually said that figure. You know, you don't come out and say, well, 100 grand. Um, I think he is. I've watched him a few times this season, Gordon Live. He's a very, very good talent. Uh, terrific at penalties. Um, I, I agree with Jim. I think a bid will come in for him. I think there'll be clubs obviously looking at him. And Jim's quite right. I don't even know why he went 100 grand. He should have been a lot more than that. Uh, saying, well, we wouldn't even start it. X, Y and Z But he's certainly going to go To the top of the boy He's a terrific player Kyle Lafferty must I was going to say He's probably just, Is he locked out of the competition On on a, a the, the time the frame from when Biggest he came. impact let's see I tell you what uh, Guys on the show Me? Regular Definitely not you Chris Burke as well I think Chris Burke has Has had a, a, a good mm. season You think it What age is uh, Chris now 36 Chris is Goals he scored yeah, yeah. Assists he's had uh, And a uh, a poor Kilmarnock side um, Motherwell as well Gordon Tony, Tony Watt, Watt 
Tony Watt Alan went through Campbell. a stage Yeah before his injury He was good Alan Campbell um, Probably On the Tony radar Watt's Of the other been, clubs Been very good for Motherwell Gordon I know he's had a few injuries But uh, He's been very good I thought he was a turning point For Motherwell When they were down there Fighting that relegation um, I thought he stepped up to the mark um, there's a few out there I'm sure the, the supporters that watch every week will tell us Yeah, there's some good tweets coming in I'd love to hear you on the phone I know these ones can be a bit easier sometimes To just jump on uh, to Twitter uh, But give us a call Let us know Come on, St Mirren fans Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Hamilton Let's let's give these guys a bit of credit that they deserve Huey says, I'm a St Mirren fan But the boy Zeno Rossi from Kilmarnock Looks like he could be a fantastic player No nonsense Strong in the air Decent turn of pace he played against us on Monday Scored a good header um, Scott Lorimer's mentioning Ali McCann He does acknowledge that he, they are in the top six Which kind of rules him mm. out But no, d- 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 Scott does acknowledge <laughs> that Falls at the first hurdle <laughs> uh, Try and sneak him in somewhere yeah. I wondered why you two hadn't mentioned this guy yet he's the, I'd say he's the obvious one you've not mentioned What teams he play for now, Garrett? Dundee United It's not Shankland No Oh, Clark Nicky Clark No, he wears gloves Oh... Oh, Segrist. Segrist. Yeah, Segrist has been very good Neil yeah. Thompson says Benji Segrist is head and shoulders Above every other keeper Easily United's player of the year Says Neil He has been And he's Was he getting linked With Celtic earlier on In the season uh, I remember that um, No, he has been good the, the, the disappointing thing is I think Dundee United If you had to pick any player At the start of the season Who'd be their standout player yeah. And a standout in the bottom six you would not have picked a goalkeeper. They've got that much talent in their side, but none of them have really hit the you know hit the headlines like the guys that we've mentioned have, and especially that St Mirren squad. Uh, yeah, keep your thoughts coming on Twitter. I'd love to hear you on the on the phone though, um, and see what you've come up with. Christopher's gone. If Ross Stewart was still at Ross County, he thinks he could have come into the reckoning. He of course moved on. Seagrest of United. A lot of love for the goalies. Mikey says for me, it's either Jack Anik. Or Benjamin Segrist Both good goalkeepers And would get in most teams Both unfortunately Playing the same league As Alan McGregor And both might not get noticed As much Due to his form at times uh, Yeah Good shot. argument um, And the argument Is if you're in the bottom six Your goal He's always Probably busy You know mm. uh, Keeping the ball at the net But those two are Top picks in the league If you're in the bottom six The other argument is Your goal is not very good that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nonsense point And I think you know it Because Burke's already been in touch Thanks Mark oh, oh, Listen, Friend oh, of the show Can't you know You're such a sick He is delighted We Burke has been great I'll tell you what The standard of, the standard of <laughs> goalkeeping Right because Segrist is getting a lot of mentions Here on Twitter So is Jack Anik Callum McLean Says Liam McKelly Liam McKelly Liam Kelly for Motherwell What a signing He's been yeah, which is so true. And and by the way, if he the reason he get brought in is because Trevor Carson's get injured, and he would he generally would be in that that discussion as well. He is a good goalkeeper, Gordon. He really is. I think Motherwell were very lucky to get him. He's gone, made like you know a significant difference in terms of could Motherwell have been in relegation trouble without him? Uh, what, oh, what yeah. was wrong with Chapman yeah. at Hamilton? <laughs> No comment <laughs> well, A couple of Motherwell fans here I thought Chapman was unlucky that afternoon At Hamilton No he didn't He was just he, off at a bit that yeah, afternoon but, but, uh, Kelly was a, a, a great bit of business it's, it's, it's very good that the goalkeepers are getting a mention Because they do get left out um, it's, The goalkeeper's weak isn't it You know you look at St Johnston and, and Sunday yeah. uh, Conroy wants to know Could it be Devante Cole from Motherwell Due to the goals he's scored 
Definitely no, not. No. Not as good as Tony Watt. No, Tony's Tony's brilliant, great. Keith Holmes, Keith Holmes, Tony. Aye, Tony, <laughs> Tony sends a message in saying thanks, Dad. Aye, Aye. Tony's listening. Come on, Tony. Where right, are you? And yes, this was the when I was thinking. You know, I, I feel like the, the teams are right down at the bottom. Maybe don't feel like they've had enough, like you know, a lot to cheer and wouldn't want to nominate someone. But this was the guy that I had in mind. Michael Horn says Aki's best player. Easily Hakim Dolphin He has been brilliant yeah. And we think he played oh, a few everywhere. positions as ah. well Scored a few goals And the, the nature of assigning Aki's mate It's going to have to be a, a sort of I mean he came from Livingston Came from Livy uh, You know what When I was at breaking his, his profile was put out to all the clubs Obviously Livy wanted to move him on They weren't part of his plans And that can be quite difficult for a player What happened to Anderson had a good start to, From Aberdeen on loan at Hamilton Bruce Anderson Bruce yeah that was only since January though, wasn't it? We're mm. going best player bottom six this season. One of the worst suggestions. In a I'm only trying to throw names <laughs> out there. I'm, hope, just I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping everybody's listening. I mean, Devante Cole is the top scorer in the bottom six, according to producer Chris. Oh, but I that's like not Devante. enough for you. Oh, you've changed your tune. What? Tony's no text. See if Devante's listening. He's, um, Chris Burke's loving it. He's back on says that Mark has got a good eye for a player. Exactly. Yeah. Tell that to the Breaking fans uh, Chris <laughs> Chris is in Penny Lee Chris I know you're a Celtic fan But you come up against All these teams Who would you say Is the best player In the bottom six This season uh, I think uh, The boy that departed In January For Ross County If he was still here The boy Stuart uh-huh. That left for Sunderland Yeah I think he was uh, A cracking player Caused a lot of problems and I think he'd have been right up there. Uh, also, McCann and Seagrass. Uh, Ali McCann and St. Johnson and Seagrass for me. Right, I like I like the uh, Seagrass shout purely because we're, we're kind of, we have to rule Ross Stewart out because he's gone. Mm-hmm. And St. Johnson, remember, sneaked into the well, top got into the top six. So we, we'll need to rule Ali McCann out. We're harsh. Mm-hmm. But Chris is feeling Benjamin Seagrass. He's clearly... Done enough to attract it's hard praise for of us opposition. We don't, we don't opp- see Dundee United every week, Gordon. So it's hard for us to suggest. Well, you, you, see, you see enough of the guy, yeah. Mark, to know that he's he's made some quality goalkeeper. The he volume of saves he's had to make this season. Yeah, as well. because uh, uh, listen, I've got personal experience again uh, coming up against Dundee United at the start of the season, and although they thumped us, they were fragile at the back. Do no doubt about it. Didn't thump you. <laughs> No but they, they've got a fragile backline um, And he's been the one standout there And like I wouldn't be surprised Celtic need a goalkeeper He's here, he's in Scotland They could do a lot worse They've they've went down that road before Remember when Zaluska was at Dundee United um, and, and they brought him in Would you be surprised if Celtic offered uh, something for him? No I wouldn't You think he's the best one of the best players in the bottom six, Chris. Is he that level, though? Could he make that step up to your team, for instance? Um, well, you see a lot of players like Mark Wilson coming to teams like Dundee United that they look good, but then they come to the big clubs and they kind of struggle. <laughs> well, well, well done, Chris. Good <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we chuckle as well. He's definitely a, a possibility. I mean, we have really struggled with the goalkeepers, so, I mean, I certainly... I would definitely get a go I would love that If We're now getting way ahead of ourselves But Benjamin Seagrass signs for Celtic And what, what made you sign? I wanted to follow in the footsteps oh, Mark Wilson. Of Mark Wilson I'll never do that 
I just slotted right into Champions League football, uh, does you know. I was actually asking my mate about you today. What sort of player he was? He was very complimentary. Who were you asking? Jock McStay, my painting decorator. Your Jock. <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you asking? Can you I've been remember? on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, really, I know, but I don't really. Remember he is a player And he was very compl- He was very very I'll tell Jock Thanks very much Yeah <clears throat> Very average fullback He says But not bad <laughs> Milo has gone Harry Payton at Ross County Not a bad shout at mm. all Dermis at St Mirren Now he's been he's a decent season But In his own team He's got a lot of guys mm. That have probably Dermis a good player But Outperformed him He never seems to Turn on every game I know it's incredibly hard When you're a winger And a creative player To do it every week I quite like the look of him But you're right There's players in his team That I, I think have been better And Alec just called in But he just, he just wanted to make the point He didn't want to come on air And make the point He just wanted to tell the producer To pass it on to us Which is fine that, that Alan Campbell Is the best player In the bottom six Yeah I don't, Yeah I, I, Is that a good shout? Big fan I know of you're Alan biased, Campbell but I, I, Well I wouldn't say he's the best player In the, the bottom six No I think If he played the way he can play Obviously he's the best He's one of the best players Most there, potential but I, Yeah Correct And I do think He has A very very good talent Indeed But I don't think He's had these Greatest season Let me say Okay He's been good But I don't think He's had his Best season At Motherwell Right what do you think 01419511025 On the phones If you've got any names That you think are the best player In the bottom six This season Get them into us On the phones Or on Twitter And if there's anything else You want to discuss Then you know where we are Pick up that phone Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon Dieller here. You can get in touch in two main ways on the phones or on Twitter. So let's hear from you. Still plenty of time to get your calls in. I've got a teaser for these two in the studio, but you inevitably will play along at home and get it much quicker than they do. That's mm. usually the way it works. So. Full time at Clyde1.com by the way That's the that's the address that you need to send your questions in If you want to try and catch the guys out That's the address you need um, Crazy Pony sent a couple in So been using them quite a bit this week oh, he's hard. And uh, he, he wants to know if you can name Every Scottish player That has worn a captain's armband During a match in the top two leagues in England this season McGinn No Kenny McLean No Just to be clear So you can tell by the way it's worded Can you name ev- Oh yeah he doesn't say But I'll, I'll tell you Can you name every Scottish player That's worn a captain's armband During a match In the top two leagues In England this season There are nine Lee Cooper okay. Would you just Hold your horses a minute <laughs> So it goes without saying It doesn't need to be the club captain It just yeah. means that At it's some point on. They've captained their team Because I think a lot of these guys Are in fact not The club captain But some have done it A good few times Others here and there Liam Cooper please Yes well, well done, done Liam Cooper Thank you John Fleck No Tierney No McBurney No Ed Patterson No Good start though McTominay No Oh Marshall No Run the Scottish players here Exactly um, Did you say Kenny McLean Kenny McLean Don't That's, bother I didn't say him Scottish players Right hold on a minute Oh uh, No Andy Robertson No no. Oh. Right who who would Kenny McLean Take the armband off Who's the actual captain Of his team Hanley Hanley Thank you Hanley. Right. Just the 39 was, times I, I This was, season I was coming to him Jeez Right okay right, the only, I'll point Tierney you the, I said Tierney You said that Did you? you The only thing I'll point you In the right direction 
it is now after having said Liam Cooper, it is now pretty much all championship. I, I would I wouldn't worry too much about the top flight right, okay. anymore. Shinny. No. This is ridiculous. Scottish in the championship. Right, let me hear. I'll go and write the teams down or something and give yourself a chance because you're never going to get it like this. You're just oh McKenna. Yes, only once though. So that's that's your hardest one in in that sense. Scott McKenna. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, Gary is a Rangers fan in Sandy Hills. Gary, we've been talking about the best player in the bottom six. I don't know if you've got a thought on that or if it's something else. Whatever you like, take it away. Uh, it has to be Benjamin Seacrest. I mean, he's been absolutely head and shoulders above the rest of them, apart from Alan McGregor, I'd say. So is he one that you know catches your eye as, as an opposition player, ultimately? Yeah, just anything we played on the United, you always expect him to pull off some out-of-this-world save. And he has been done against Celtic. He's done about most mm-hmm. of the clubs he's played against. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's up at Celtic or a team down south soon. This is not very scientific, but I think Benjamin Segrist has won our snap poll, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. We've not really... Counted them Martin, I just feel like he's been getting so. the most and mentions And Mark's got him a move to Celtic or anything He's not even in the clock Get a cut of that deal <laughs> Yep, uh, listen Unless you want to change that out there You can pick up the phone and tell us it's someone else But uh, Gary, what else is on your mind tonight? Yes, I'm just phoning up um, Just obviously listening to some of the previous calls It's just over Rangers over the last three years since Gerrard's come in When you look at the players he's actually brought through Who weren't really performing under like Pedro Cachini Like Marielos, for instance, he could score goals, we all know that, but if you actually look at his overall play over the last three years, his assists have been up and up and up. And as well, Connor Goldson, Tavernier, they've all been, every season gone by, they're concentrating more. Like Stephen Davis, just Stephen Davis, there's no other word for it, um, outstanding. And uh, just the overall team play, you can see how close together they actually do play. Um, and I think that's what Celtic's downfall has been this season. Rangers have been dominating for Scotland and Europe over the last three seasons and it's it's, it's amazing to see what they've actually done like coming from where they were like 10 years ago it's been outstanding I'll put that point to the guys in just a second let me quickly tell you Partick Thistle have taken the lead it's Partick 1 Falkirk 0 Zach Rudden with the header and remember as things now stand Partick Thistle would win mm-hmm. League 1 and be promoted to the Championship so Partick Thistle 1-up against Falkirk what did you make of Gary's point about the that sort of continual Improvement You know Whether yeah. it be as a team Or individuals Because we did it earlier With Celtic It's inevitable When you look at How can we get better How can anybody get better We always talk about signings mm-hmm. What about the What about the guys you've got What about making them better What about getting yeah. Getting a group that, that kind of grows with you And builds season on season Well they certainly have It's evident that Rangers Have had it in both fronts um, Individual players getting better But as a group Getting better And stronger and I think it's been evident, you know, in a lot of the games this year, uh, and particularly the ones that Rangers have played Celtic, that how much these guys want to win for each other plays aside. Even when they've been up against it, you know, backs to the ropes and, and Celtic have dominated periods of the game, you could see them really sticking together. And I think that's been the opposite with Celtic. That's a, a bunch of individuals, you know, look like they've been pieced together. Um, Steven Gerrard, there's no doubt, uh, and his coaching staff You've got to give his coaching staff Great credit um, Made these guys Like Tavernier and Goldson In particular Who have been through the mill And be- seen some bad times at Rangers They've made them so much better Stronger mentally And able to to bring the others with them as well Even the guys who have come in the team Bit part players You know All look a part of it 
And it's why they won the league With so many points Partick Thistle have added a second It looks like there is going to be A title celebration At Firhill this evening Is it Zach Rudden again? No, no. I don't think it is Who was it this time going? The lad at the bottom of that pile The, the big pile on yeah, They're all celebrating I have no idea I just looked up there And I've seen them all yeah, well, celebrating we'll give, you, we'll give you a more comprehensive Explanation of that goal <laughs> In the near future uh, What about what about? I think it's Scott Tiffany again What, Tiffany, a, sign, yeah. what a signing he's been um, What did you make of Gary's point You know about the Ranger team Because take James Tavernier For example He Wasn't even signed By Stephen Gerrard You know He was he was inherited It could well have been the case That he The new manager Came in and thought No he's not for me But far from it It's gone the opposite way I think what's happened To Rangers over the last Few seasons Gordon Is you know They've brought in Better quality They've fitted Players round about The Taverniers And the Golsons Of this world Davis has been a Great sign If you look right through The middle of their team McGregor with experience At the back as well Davis in there Making sure everything's Ticking along The system As well Everyone knows their job And responsibilities Everything works for them So I think Mark uh, Hit the nail on the head I think you've got to give A lot of credit To the manager And the coaching staff For recruitment He's brought the right players in And what's happened Is the players are already there I.e. the Taverniers They have got the lift from that They've worked to The plan The game plan And it's been so successful For them this season What about this weekend Gary What do you make of The, the game that's coming up To be fair from what I've seen, um, I'm not really that bored about Edward anymore. It's like he looks like he looks at the white Rangers and looks at the defenders and he just goes, "It's no house day because Celtic have actually scored more own goals against themselves than they've scored against Rangers." So I'm fairly confident, probably say about two 0 three one. I take it that would need to be a big improvement then from from Sunday though for that to happen, yeah. Uh, major improvement. I've, I've never seen a dull game in my life. <laughs> um, it's just one of the ones The back team Backs against the wall And then Break against you It's just It's happened to Rangers For so many years They just couldn't Break the teams down It's just one of the nights I mean largely That's all that, You know There'll be a bit of truth there But to be fair St Johnson Gordon They, 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 they got after Rangers A bit as well Didn't they yeah. they, they are They are extremely Well drilled this season I, th- I think they learned From their last visit Ibrox Gordon When they lost 1-0 And St Johnson That day Were excellent They were They were well organised they went with the same game plan They were organised uh, Yeah they had to have a little bit of luck at the end When they threw the Sander Clark up And they got the header and, and you know the rest is history after the penalty kicks But sometimes everyone looks at For instance Rangers at Ibrox And say oh, well they weren't at their best No it wasn't the case I think all the credit goes to St Johnston Do you know anybody Did you hear of MD daft enough to turn it off After James Tavernier scored Because they thought that was it over <laughs> I can't believe MD would do that. No. Well, Line of Duty was on, right? And I'm a big fan. And all of a sudden, I've turned because I thought it like every Rangers supporter. In fact, I think St Johnson supporters as well. We think the game is finished. Line of Duty was on, cup of tea, my Jaffa cakes, ready to go. And then I got a text saying it's penalty kicks. Gary so says he doesn't doesn't fear. Edward anymore. He looks like he doesn't fancy it against Rangers. Mark. I mean, he's got himself in some good positions recently against yeah. Rangers, but he's not managed to. No, uh, yeah um, I mean Edward's still got a good return for a Celtic striker Over 20 goals But in recent games He does look like a, a guy who's desperate for the summer break um, Look, I still want to put it past him scoring Against Rangers because you're right He got himself in some good positions uh, Albeit Al McGregor pulled off some good saves So he's still 
uh, a dangerous player for Rangers to come up against. But you just wonder, we touched on that Scott Brown's last game against Rangers. You wonder how many the Celtic team, it's their last game against Rangers. Edward could be one, Christie could be one, Ayer could be another. Um, so they'll look to bow out of this fixture on a high if they can. Uh, thank you Gary James Penrice has just had a goal chopped off for Thistle And see if it had counted It would have been one of the goals of the season It was a high cross He had to lift his foot About six feet in the air And that's why it got ruled out And he's managed to With one touch control it over the defender's head And then slot the finish into the back of the net I'm actually I feel feel robbed that that one got cut out But there we go Still Partick 2 Falkirk nil, And heading towards that title um, We were asking you for your suggestions Who's the best player In the bottom six This season And it's been Very well received There's some great suggestions uh, Coming in on On Twitter um, And on the phones as well Let me give you Some of them I think Benjamin Seagrass Seems to be winning By the way uh, But Alan Cassidy says And he's a St Mirren fan So he's got the pick Of all those guys That you mentioned mm-hmm. But he's gone someone else And he knows better than you Because he watches them more Marcus Fraser Consistent Reliable And an ever present yeah. Says Alan um, Wilberto says it's Kyle Lafferty I mean I feel like it is It might be But impact. he's just not played enough Yeah the impact William Kennedy says There's good players in most teams St Mirren, Dormus, Dundee United Harks he likes He likes Campbell at Mullerwell Kilty at Kilmarnock Peyton at County And Ross Callahan at Hamilton He has yeah. had a very good season yeah. um, As well Alright Ross is in Mullerwell He's a Mullerwell fan Which one of your team are you going for Ross Or is it someone else? Uh, no, it's, it's one of my team. Uh, first of all, thanks uh, for getting me on. Uh, to me, it's Tony Watt, um, but it's a bigger picture than just this season. Tony Watt, at times, gets a bit of unfair criticism. Uh, his attitude's wrong. He lives off the Barcelona goal. You see, since he's come into the club, he's been a breath of fresh air. He's, he's hit down, he's worked hard, he looks fit, and it's not just his goals. It's the way he links up play. He makes everybody go that extra 10%. And I think we would have been a really sorry state if he wasn't in the team. You've seen the difference against Hibs, so we went out in the cup. But he came on, and you've seen the difference the team straight away. Bring that spark, that energy in here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he doesn't really get the praise really that he's deserved because he's settled in. Playing well, he's playing consistently, which I think is a bigger thing. Consistently well, and the influence he's having in the team overall, I think, was unnoticed at times. Yeah, Gordon, I know you're you were a big fan. Yeah, totally agree with my fellow supporter there. Um, I think Tony Watt were a better team with Tony Watt in it, Gordon. Um, he's right. When Tony Watt came in at first, he had to prove a point. He he had to go and work at his game. He to get his attitude right up to. You know, that, that level that everybody was expecting And the boy achieved that He's looking sharper, unfortunately He had a, a little injury there But he's a massive player for Motherwell I've got to say as well, we were talking about it. Stephen O'Donnell, for instance How good a season's he had? You know, he's been really I think since the turn of the year yeah, guy, yeah, laterally, probably more Yeah, yeah. I watched him against Tibbs Some of the balls he puts in there is a striker's dream you know, for guys like Tony Watt, Devante Cole, i.e. why Devante Cole's the top goal scorer there just now, um, I think it's all down to good deliveries from a right back. Mark, wouldn't you know that? Um, but 
I think Tony Watt's been excellent. I think he's been a very, very good sign, and I really do, Gordon. You can mark the question I asked was who's been the best player in the bottom six this season? Who's performed the mm. best? But if you were to shift those goalposts slightly and say who who is the best player generally in the bottom six, as in who who's who could on their day be the best, if that makes sense, or, or natural ability, or whatever it is, then he, he'd be right in that discussion as well, wouldn't he? With uh, Tony Watt, yeah. ah, of course. I was there when Tony Watt was a kid at Celtic And he was raw He, he sometimes didn't believe in his own ability Because he was young and he, he came I think it was from Airdrie was it he came But There's no doubt he has talent and grand, maybe was it? £100,000? Maybe um, He's taken a different road to most But it looks like he's at a club that's, that he's settled at the, He's playing uh, with a right group of people who appreciate him and he's got talent uh, and he just has to mm. keep fit and I'm sure um, he'll be a top player in the league next year It's going to be yet another big overhaul in the summer Ross it always seems to be the case but he should be there can you see the team kind of being built around him or you know, certainly featuring heavily in that? Well, if it was me I mean, I think Murrell being a fan on club You've got somebody like Alan Burrows who engages really well with the fans and it's kind of commonly known that there's going to be a overhaul. But I would be looking at the likes of him to build a team around. We've got the likes of Campbell, out of contract might leave. But I was sorry to see Stephen Robertson go, but I'm liking the way Alexander's come in. He's speaking, would they look that wee bit fitter? And it is going to be a big challenge to bring that larger squad in. If it was me, I'd be going to Tony Watt's representatives and saying, "Right, we want a new deal." I think, he's, yeah, I think he's got. I think he's tied up at the moment. Mm-hmm. Stephen O'Donnell signed one as well. So, um, interesting summer ahead. Thank you to Ross in Motherwell. Partick Thistle. If there was any doubt about them having the bit between their teeth to try and win this league tonight, they're now three up against Falkirk, and it's the pick of the bunch. Woody. From Toy Story Brian Graham We always (laughs) give him a mention On a Saturday And it is an absolute screamer He scored a few goals In his career mark He doesn't usually score those type No he's a a penalty 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 box striker But that one Terrific Turns Drives at the Falkirk defence And unleashes a shot From about 20 odd yards Into the bottom corner Brilliant Great great shot But come on keeper I love the I love the shot. I love the I it love ends it. up in the side neck. Gordon, watch the keeper. Move your <laughs> move your feet. It. On your toes, on your toes. Right, I'm gonna give um <laughs> I'm gonna give the pony the benefit of the doubt. I wonder when he wrote this question because Oh, oh no Shinny had the armband on this week. Yes! <laughs> I know my Derby stuff. So we'll up it to ten and you're looking for the ten Scotsmen who have worn the captain's armband at some point. In the top two divisions In England this season So Liam Cooper Scott McKenna Grant Hanley Graham Shinney What about Fletcher at Stoke? No Damn <laughs> no, as well uh, Barry Bannon? Yes he's. I think Is he's, he still at Chef Wed? I think he's the captain He's yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 the permanent captain yeah. Right Matt Ritchie? No um, at London Dykes Slipped on no, the armband no. no What about that? They're on the right team though QPR 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 Who plays for QPR Scotland? Oh no Come oh, on no Nah. Wallace, Lee Wallace Yes oh, He's done that a few times What a shout for the Dazzler Great shout, well done Any more? None for now okay. I feel I'm on moan here 
Four to get We'll get them next The decision has also been taken To go ahead with the Pyramid Playoffs Brora or Kelty Getting the chance to enter the SPFL We'll look at that next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here We're into the final part And We've got a lot to try and squeeze in In the next 10 minutes or so Quickly Any more on this teaser 10 Scotsmen Who've had the captain's armband on At some point In the top two leagues In England this season Liam Cooper Scott McKenna Barry Bannon Lee Wallace Grant Hanley Graham Shinney Kearney From Fulham Tom Kearney yes No I'm struggling Gordon No okay Let's get the half time story From Partick Thistle against Falkirk Is the title on tonight Andrew McLean yeah, it certainly is. Partick Thistle 3, Falkirk 0, the half-time score at Farhill. Goals from Zach Ruddon, Scott Tiffany and Brian Graham mean the Jags. Certainly have one hand on the league title and you think it can't be far off both hands on the league title because they've been rampant here so far. They've been the better side throughout. A good few early chances that they didn't manage to convert. They knew they needed to make that pressure count and they did that around the half-hour mark. Ryan Williamson with the cross from the right. It was hung up perfectly for Zach Ruddon at the edge of the six-yard box and his header found the bottom corner for 1-0. That was followed up by a quick second. James Penrice's corner was cleared to the edge of the box and the informed Scott Tiffany ran onto it, lashed the ball past the goalkeeper and into the back of the net to the cheers of Thistle supporters who have gathered on a hill outside the ground to watch this game and cheer on their team they then nearly got a third James Penrice with wonderful control on the box turn shot into the back of the net but his foot was high and it was ruled out by the referee but that third goal did come Brian Graham found space at the edge of the box a wonderful strike rifled it into the bottom corner and that was 3-0 the perfect half really for Ian McCall's men as they chase down this League 1 title surely it will be tonight that they are awarded they are win the title it will be half time at the moment it's Partick Thistle 3 Falkirk nil. what a start to the game Ian is a Partick Thistle fan surely this is wrapped up tonight Ian it can't go wrong from here can it? Uh, the famous old saying you think it's all over uh, it is now uh, the, your, your guys rightly said they've totally dominated the game really could be 4 or 5 up um, but did you have any doubts really because 1921 Scottish Cup 71 League Cup 2021 First Division title We should have known We should have known But Ian I must admit I think I and you as well Had your doubts Maybe what Six weeks ago Never That was another guy That wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I did There's been a remarkable Turnaround and, and credit to the players They really have Stepped up to the mark And the three guys Who scored tonight Are the guys I was on Talking about When I was on a few nights uh, Last week That was the very same Three guys who scored the goals Rodden, Tiffany And uh, Graham yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to be too selective in a snapshot on, on 1.45 minutes, but if Falkirk are one of your nearest rivals for this title, having watched that tonight, pa- I mean, Partick Thistle look every bit champions, don't they? Yeah, it's a walkover for Thistle tonight, showing how strong the squad is, how experienced they are. The guys that have scored, um, as Ian said, they have been top performers all season, and they thoroughly deserve it. I, I mean, you're right, seven, eight weeks ago, I was looking at Thistle and thinking, oh, I wonder if Ian McCall's in a bit of trouble here. Um, for his job But Credit to him He's turned it round And these big players Have scored big goals for him And we're watching uh, On the screen here The game at Cove uh, On Tuesday night And that's a big one I thought Cove may have beat them And it looked that way Albeit for that terrific goal Was at Tiffany That scores the equaliser So um, Big results At big times in the season for them Ian good to speak to you I'm going to have to make it short and sweet Because we're running out of time But hopefully we'll catch up again soon That was Ian A happy Partick fan already That's got to be the earliest title 
celebration we've ever had at half time of yeah. a game, but it's, it's only going one way, Game's I think, over. isn't it? Um, but we'll, I'm sure we'll look back on that tomorrow night from six o'clock. Right, big news today because this 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 story came to prominence last year, and as a result of that, I think even fans of all clubs have kept a close eye on it and feel very strongly about it. So the SPFL and Scottish FA have announced the end of season pyramid playoff will go ahead after the league had raised issues around the competition. Uh, they are obviously to try and decide who the 42nd member of the senior leagues would be. So now Brora and Kelty will play each other and the winner of that will play the team bottom of League 2. And it looks like that will be confirmed as breaking tonight. There was a, a, a string of... Possibilities that they could get out of it But they're losing at half time It looks like it will be breaking um, Down the line What do you make of that news today Former Brecon City manager Mark Wilson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No look I, I think it's a fair decision And the right decision And we were chatting about it beforehand If I was still a Brecon manager I'd be standing here saying the same thing Seriously? Last season Yeah 100% Last season it was different circumstances I think there was Was there seven games Or something Six, seven games We still had to play It was mathematically possible That Breakin may not have <laughs> However unlikely You may find that Not finish bottom And, but uh, and every team still, Every team who was in A relegation playoff spot Avoided that last yeah. season It wasn't just Breakin Yeah it's, it's so, so that's the thing Last season Everyone said Well Breakin should have went down That was a playoff and, and no playoffs playoff. took place And no playoffs took place This year The playoffs should take place And whoever finishes Bottom And it's very much looking like Breaking Should play the playoffs So look Their players have still got a chance To get them out of it So If they're outraged At the decision Say that to the players In the dressing room And they've still got a chance To beat whoever wins Against Bro uh, Between Bro Would and Would that Kelly. have been Your message Mark If you are still there With your tracksuit yeah, I would have pinned it up in the, the dressing room wall <laughs> That old one, the newspaper Is that the right outcome, Gordon? Yeah, I do If it. I was to speculate I reckon about 95% of neutrals would, would feel that that's the right mm. call I'm just basing that on what I see on Twitter And the, the feeling that's been built up on this topic over the last 12 months Is that the right outcome? Uh, yeah, I can I can understand the arguments against it, Gordon The fact that obviously we're only playing three games And handing them the title But... I do think, in fairness, uh, is an opportunity for Kelty as well. And Mark's right; it's still in Breakin's hands. They've still, if if they think they're good enough to stay in the league, then go and show it, go and prove it. They've mm. got they've got the opportunity. As you can imagine, Breakin City Chiefs are not happy with the decision to go ahead with the playoffs. Um, director Kevin Mackey has been speaking to us today. He says that Highland League champions Brora have only played three games. He wants to highlight that fact. Just thought more that perhaps been awarded Brora the championship as opposed to have won, having won it. Um, but I see today the SFA are, are delighted with the outcome as far as sporting integrity is concerned. It uh, just brought a smile to my face when I seen that. You know, we we're fairly boisterous about it in January. We'd felt that the, in order to keep everyone happy, we would have brought up uh, one from the Highland and one from the Lowland with no relegation, no matter who it was at finished bottom. And that would have been fair, you know, given the circumstances we're in at the moment. Now we're in a situation where there will be two disappointed teams and one successful team. So there's still two losers out of this. What do you make of that? Right, You've both said you think it's right. Can, can you separate what happened last season? Because that's clearly what's driving a lot of people's feelings on this. People feel that Brora and Kelty were hard done by last season yeah. and Brecon got away with one last season. And it's almost like trying to redress that balance. Now, had that not happened, and I appreciate that it did, so it's a pointless hypothetical, but had that not happened, 
You probably would feel a bit uncomfortable about potentially promoting a team who won a league having played three games. I mean, three is a, a very, very small amount. But do you have to kind of take last year into account as well? And perhaps. I mean, that's that's their prerogative to to give the title to a team where, that's played three games. Well, the, if high, I'm the sitting, Highland League's prerogative. Yeah, if I'm sitting as involved with breaking just now, and I've perhaps got the opportunity to play against champions who have played three games. I'm delighted They've only played three games mm. League games I'm delighted I fancy my chances Going in against that Kelty On the, the other hand I think have played 13 games I've got a very good squad And are well prepared So Not for um, a while though Well not for a while so, But I mean Listen these teams In the Highland and Low League Deserve a shot They spend a lot of money And I don't think We can just change your rules To, to suit a team That finishes bottom The league was a lot Different place Last year it's been played League 2 have found a way Of playing these games And the team who finishes bottom In my opinion Should face a playoff I think Breakin want the easy way out To be honest with you Just promote the other two Keep us in there Self-interest I don't I don't blame them They they got off the hook last year You see other clubs We're watching one tonight Everybody thinks Party Thistle Unfairly treated They've come bouncing back They'll be back into the championship mm-hmm. Gordon I think Breakin Have got to stand up Man up And go and play Against these, uh, the winner of these two uh, teams. Okay, you've got three left on this teaser. Any ideas? Struggling. Right, one of the remaining clubs is a Premier League club. Um, you've just probably forgotten all about this guy. No disrespect to him; he's clearly a good player. He's still playing at that level. He does have Scotland caps. He just doesn't really ever have that big an impact when he plays for Scotland, and mm. you've probably forgotten about him. We well, certainly have Did forgotten we about him. No. Did we see Ollie Burke? Ollie Burke. Similar player in terms of being quick and strong and at that end of the pitch, you know, kind of a winger, kind of a striker. Uh, I, I I think I know who it is. Um, tell me now. It's a great time to tell I, me. Cause I know, I know, I can see him, but I, I need to ask him his name. I've completely forgotten. Ah, give us your initial. I'll get it for that. MP. Ah, uh, what is it? <laughs> Matt Phillips. Ah, oh, right. Oh, no. Two at Coventry. Two at one team. Used to play for Kilmarnock midfielder Central midfield player Liam Kelly Oh Liam Kelly He spoke about his namesake And let's just forget this next one Because I can ask you his name in 10 minutes And you won't get it Dominic Hyam He's a Uh, Scottish defender that plays for Coventry There we go Thank you Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel We are back tomorrow 6 o'clock All the big talking points ahead of the weekend We'll reflect on Partick Thistle's game tonight as well And in the meantime Callum Gallagher is up next